we're live. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, March 19th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr., and joining me is the Purell one, Tim Geddes. Staying clean, baby. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you doing? I, I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling clean. It's uh, I think this is my first Games Daily with video, so I'm feeling a little excited about yeah. that. Breaking out the bomber jacket for the first time yeah. at home. Feels appropriate. I, I know you've been getting a lot of this, but your setup is absolutely amazing. Thank like, you. Thank from you. The background, along... the headphones to the matching with the mics, the controllers. Oh, man. You, you got it thing. down. A lot of it is it's fake until you make it. You know what I mean? It's like the mm-hmm. if you put like just this much effort into thinking things through, it makes things look a lot nicer. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? I'm not saying it's not nice because it it is. Let's be oh, real. Yeah. Let's be real. No, for but sure. yeah, no, you gotta stormtrooper, baby. Force awaken stormtrooper. That's the aesthetic. Dude, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. How are you? How are you spending your time now that we're in quarantine? You know, it's been a lot of uh, hanging out with Gia as she experiments with different cooking, uh, like random no. projects. So I've I've had some blueberry muffins and they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, so was, uh, th- that's probably the highlight of my entire quarantine <laughs> trip right now is the blueberry muffins. That's awesome. That's awesome. You? I'm trying to. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm kind of trying to figure out ways to spend my time better because I don't want to just be playing video games all the time. I talked about on PS Lovey how I've been playing Beat Saber to try, try and keep active. I'm doing some push-ups. Also, do those, trying do the shops, man. Trying to get, trying to get the blood pumping. But, gotta get swole. <laughs> trying to, trying to get swole. So I maybe, see it in your arms. I see it right there. It's starting. Thanks, to... thanks, man. I mean, I'm, I might have did like 15 right before this podcast. You know, oh yeah, yeah. The old Fran Mirabella maneuver. You know, so he does he do podcast or did you do push ups before podcasts? Not before podcasts, but I did catch him one time doing push ups before a live show at E3. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. It was. It was. <laughs> Although I, I guess I could like look into taking up cooking. Like I, I could I, I could make you my could, own weapons. But no, nah, I don't do that. It's no. okay. No. Today's stories don't include push ups and cupcakes. Today's stories do include GDC's GOTY, an Xbox release window question mark, and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can ca- you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show now it's time for some housekeeping the kind of funny community social distancing smash tournament wow is happening this saturday that's a long name but you love to see it go to twitter.com slash kind of nyc to check out their pin tweet and uh go ahead and sign up for that if you're interested in participating again that's the kind of funny community social distancing smash tournament so actually cool. that actually sounds really fun i might actually look into that hell yeah participate in that uh i don't know who my main might be for that i might i might go young link oh yeah we'll see about that we'll see, see if i did that. it I'd, I'd probably go wendy o koopa my girl you know really mm-hmm. is koopa your your main in smash I, I don't i don't have a maid anymore in my old age i just kind of bop around here and there but i fuck mm. people up with wendy I feel like I dig it. Uh, also, we were supposed to host the core reveal reveal party this week on Kind of Funny, but as you know, we're working from home, which means that can't happen. We'll do a big stream where we play core with you and build multiplayer games, but that isn't happening this week. Instead, support core. They're an alpha, and you can sign up to create your own multiplayer games and play them instantly instantly with the world. Go to coregames.com to get the alpha uh, and get creating and, and ready for our stream. Plus, you can catch the team streaming on twitch.tv slash 
Core Live. If you want to check it out there. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mom and Mohammed, it's Momo, Drew Gardner, Fructis, Blackjack, and the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan. Today we're brought to you by Hymns and Manscaped, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some five stories today. Oh, Baker's Dozen! Starting with, first of all, shout out to Kev. Yeah, shout out to Kev. Because Kev, Kev is killing it. Um, starting with number one, GDC has a game of the year. And can you guess what it is, Tim? Oh, dude, I haven't looked. So here's you haven't the looked? thing. No, I haven't looked yet. Okay. And as we all know from the game of the year last year, anything goes. We're yes. Untitled Goose Game getting it over here. We got Control getting it over there. The one that didn't get it was Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with that. Resident Evil 2. Tim, would you be surprised that you're absolutely incorrect? It was Untitled Goose Game that got game of the year from GDC. Uh, this it won more uh, than anyone else. Yeah, no, Untitled Goose. Goose Game might actually be like the like the game of the year for last year. I don't know if there's like an official tally for all like the big the big game of the year awards. But wow. so far, Untitled Goose Game has, from what I know, at least two very big ones. That so is shout out to Untitled Goose Game. Unbelievable. Yeah, this write up. Uh, I don't know where it comes from because Greg copied and pasted it into the doc, and I, and I messaged Greg. He hasn't gotten back yet. Um, but I think this write up probably comes from the official GDC website or maybe some other site. We'll see. Um, but once once Greg gets that to me, I'll feed it in there. House House's runaway viral sensation, Untitled Goose Game, was honored by the game development community with the prize of Game of the Year year at tonight's 20th Annual Game Developer Choice Awards. That's the GDCA ceremony. The other big winners of the night include Remedy Entertainment's ambitious action-adventure shooter, Control, which won the awards for Best Technology, Best Audio, and Best Visual Art. Tim, what is Best Technology? Do you know what that would mean? Death Stranding, probably. Well, like, what does... <laughs> Like how do you, how do you, how does one win best technology is what I want to know like what it costs I, that I think it's it's like the tech that goes into the game right like the graphics there has to be like like what it does some innovation innovative thing mm-hmm. in, I guess I can see design. that for control because control does have like some real really cool like visual weird art like stuff going on in terms mm-hmm. of its environments that I I can see why I would get that. Uh, the article continues. The game expertly incorporates non-linear game progression and solid third-person shooter mechanics. This is talking about control with a unique story. <laughs> of Supernatural Goose Game for a second. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't know people might about to be confused by that. Yeah, this is talking about <laughs> control, right? Uh, and solid third-person shooter mechanics with a unique story of supernatural powers, dark conspiracies, and transforming brutalist architecture. The narrative-driven role-playing game Disco Elysium won the awards for best narrative and best debut for developer Z A U M. I don't know if that's pronounced like Zaum or anything like that, but Z-A-U-M. The game incorporates elaborate dialogue-based gameplay mechanics that manage to balance a carefully crafted story with full player agency over dialogue options and player characteristics. The Game Developers Choice Awards honor the the very best games of the year and was created for and voted on by developers. Winners in all categories except the Audience Award and special awards are selected by by the Game Developers Choice Awards specific International Choice Awards Network, the ICAN, which is an invitation only organization comprised of leading game creators from all parts of the industry um which i i mean i think that explains a lot of why we've seen goose game win both dice it was dice right goose game won game with your at dice yeah the other yeah one? it yeah, was we've seen it win win dice and gdc now both developer 
voted. And so it, it makes sense that if it's like a lot of the same people or the same types of people voting for these things, we're going to see similar winners there. But yeah, congratulations to, to Goose Definitely Game. Congratulations to the Goose, man. It, this is a, it's a complicated thing to discuss because obviously con- congratulations to them. Like they mm-hmm. won. That's how this works. It's yeah. just, I do think that this is very telling of award shows and how how they work and the voting process kind of just by definition being biased being mm-hmm. you know kind of like easily swayed and very political and i just feel like like this is nothing against goose game but it's mm-hmm. like you know i don't even need to to explain much more by saying really though <laughs> you know and here's the thing this hey, 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 it's a this great is... game it's a great game it deserves <laughs> i understand it's a great game right? but i mean one of the best games of last year i mean that's a proven fact no one can argue with that exactly i mean at, but, at this point yeah but this, it's but my is thing the, is like game of the year it's like i i feel like there's an agenda that developers are intrigued by the simple nature of this and it being an indie you, like art thing do you think so because uh, untitled goose game isn't the first game that's like untitled goose game like i feel like when you look at and here's the thing i i'm gonna say this right this is the straw that has broken the camel's back for me i'm gonna play goose game I'm okay, gonna good. I'm gonna buy it on PS4. I'm gonna play it because I I have I it, it's hard for me to really speak on Goose Game winning game of the year when I haven't played it. From like watching trailers and gameplay, I'm like, this doesn't strike me as like a game of the year game. But I'm I could be very totally wrong. And so now I'm I'm making the commitment to play Goose Game because I, I want to be able to speak on it. I played about an hour of it, and I, I get the type of game that it is, and it's definitely mm-hmm. a Kevin game. So I'm not surprised that he loves it. It's very you know kind of just puzzle based where you're you're you need to just think about the best way to accomplish you know what you need to do you're just trying to find the best way to do it right yeah on a screen by screen basis and I, I i get it it's endearing and there's a lot going for it i just like i'm very shocked that I, it's actually it, winning it's, game of the year it's awards. shocking to me it's shocking to me mainly because like i don't think and i'm speaking as somebody who's not actually played entitled goose game i feel like there are other games like entitled goose game out there Right, there, like, is, there has to be something more than just it being like a, a unique, cute, meme thing because we've we've gotten that before. This isn't the first f- the first one of those, and so maybe there's something in terms of the mechanical depth once you get deeper into the game. Even though it doesn't strike me as that type of thing, but mm. like once again, like c- uh, c- congratulations! I'm making the commitment to play it because now I I really want to know. I got to know, and for a game that's now at this point so high profile, I feel like. I, I want to be able to be in the know about this game and be able to have that kind of feed into how I think about game of the year moving forward. Because I like this, like once again, last year was a crazy year, right? We got control, we got death stranding, we had RE2 and I don't think RE2 has really won any major no, game didn't. of the year. Yeah. You know, we had Sekiro and it, there, there, there are games that I would have theoretically have put before goose game. Like there are quite a few games. I would have, I would have at least guessed would have, game of the year over goose game for these major for these major awards but one i will say that i like i i like the diversity in terms of the games that absolutely win game of the year which is a beautiful thing um i I just i guess i would just love to hear the reasoning behind like these people's choices like the argument the argument on on why goose game is the game of the year yeah and so i i I plan to check it out i want to be i want to be in the know but Congratulations again to Untitled Goose Game. Tim, Number two, Tim. It, Tim, it's it's really good. Is why. T- Kevin, did you beat worst. Untitled Goose Game? 
Uh, I'm nearly 100% of that bitch. So close <laughs> to it. <laughs> how long how long is it to play? Uh no, it's it's pretty fast. I want to say like if you're really taking your time, you probably take like maybe like 2 hours mm-hmm. if you're smart. Oh. Okay. Dumb so it's like, like Tim play. Tam's going to have problems, you know what I mean? <laughs> Kevin, do you as somebody who's played in Tal- Tal- game, do you have like an argument for for why it should it should be considered game of the year? You know, I'm going to be honest, I don't <laughs> but like i like that things that i like are being liked by a lot of people (laughs) yeah so that's cool yeah (laughs) and like once again like i like i am at it like i think it's so cool that that you like unique weird games are are are, are getting out there in such like a a big way um but yeah like what a what an interesting choice that has now like got like you know cemented itself amongst the top of 2019 yeah. Number two, is the Xbox Series X releasing during Thanksgiving? This this is a write up that I'm I'm pulling from Rebecca Valentine at gamesindustry.gamesindustry.biz, and they have the original story, and then there's an update that came quickly after. So I'm going to start off with the original story, and I'm going to follow up with the update to give more context. So the original story goes: Microsoft's next generation console appears to have an an official release window coming Thanksgiving 2020. This is according to an update posted by posted today. Uh, to the official Xbox Series X page. It does not specify if this date is on Thanksgiving Day, November 26th, or if it will launch sometime over the following Black Friday weekend. And then the update to the story came soon after. Uh, Xbox's Larry Herb took to Twitter following the announcement to to retract the Thanksgiving window, saying that the the product page was inaccurate. Quote, we are committed to launching holiday 2020, he added. Tim, did you follow all this going on? I did. As it was happening yesterday. Yeah. What's your take on it? It's bizarre that this page exists and yes. popped up in a bunch of places. Uh, it's even more bizarre that like Thanksgiving and holiday 2020 are not different things. <laughs> True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Thanksgiving, I, I don't think anybody thought it meant actually coming on Thanksgiving Day, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, this was first seen, if I remember correctly, on uh, like an uh, India page for Xbox. And it's like they don't celebrate Thanksgiving. So yeah, and 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 it then like I think the UK page is also updated too with Thanksgiving, so and yeah, like updated elsewhere before US. <laughs> I honestly, if anything, I I'm just a little surprised that our uh, our predictions aren't accurate. Uh, when we did the games cast this year a couple weeks ago, predicting like what next gen is going to look like, I feel like the majority of us were predicting October or earlier for Xbox that mm-hmm. they were going to kind of like surprise people. And uh, so I'm a little bummed that that's not the case, that they're still t- sticking to this holiday 2020 thing. And obviously with the coronavirus, like who knows what's actually going to happen now with um, all the supply having to be made and all that uh, distributed. So I don't know. It, it's just this is this is weird. And Thanksgiving to me seems late. Even really, well, I mean, I when I read Thanksgiving, my brain says November. I don't necessarily think Thanksgiving Day because I feel like that is like a weird thing to really sit on Thanksgiving itself or Black yeah. Friday. I think last time around when PS4 and Xbox One came out, I want to say they were both like the a week and like two weeks before Black Friday. I want to mm-hmm. say, um, and so like that makes more thanks- sense to me. Yeah, Thanksgiving to me kind of says the frame of November. The the fact that this, like you said, this page exists, I think is the most interesting thing. And I don't know if it is, it, it could be one of two things. It could be, oh, this this page went up early. They're not ready to say Thanksgiving frame yet. 
and they this was the thing that was supposed to go up much later and, and that's why they're retracting it so quickly or it could be a weird graphic design department thing where maybe like there are um conversations on whether to just to, to to call it holiday or call it thanksgiving and maybe somebody made a graphic that they weren't supposed to and that somehow got passed but i I find that one hard, like harder to believe than the thing that's they, this most bizarre to me about this entirely is that I I can't see any major company ever promoting Thanksgiving as a date. Mm-hmm. Like Thanksgiving is just not celebrated by the majority yeah. of the world. That's so a good it's point. A, it's a bizarre thing to even consider putting in your marketing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even fair, even by accident. Thanksgiving is a holiday. <laughs> It is. And it is, that's something I saw a lot of people talking about, about like holidays. Like, oh, well, maybe that means Easter this year. No, like holiday 2020 means the end of the year, guys. Like, yeah. It's not actual holidays. Yeah. But yeah, it's such an interesting, weird thing. Uh, it's The timing of it was also, I think, very interesting. The fact that this went up right after PlayStation's whole deep dive into the PS5. I'm not saying that there's like some sort of like conspiracy where Xbox is like, push the button, distract, distract, distract. Distract. Break out the turkey. But I, that, that then sparked some very interesting commentary from people as far as, I forget who said this. Somebody notable on Twitter said this, and I apologize that I can't remember who exactly tweeted this, but somebody pointed out, maybe it was Matt Piscatella, but somebody pointed out how, uh, those two pieces of information from Microsoft and Sony, like Sony going going up, putting Mark Sony out there and him doing the deep dive on the PS5 that was very technical, very deep, very all this stuff that kind of ended up with a lot of people kind of underwhelmed or confused by, by, by it, you know, given that people were expecting either more or people were expecting something more digestible. But then on the Microsoft side, them just pushing a date and everybody being like, oh, let's go and and, and getting hyped. The, the dichotomy of of the the two ways of disseminating disseminating that information is 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 very interesting but yeah i was listening yeah. to a uh, kind of funny games daily yesterday when uh, it was gary talking and and they were saying how like you know we're all talking about this stuff now but in a couple of years it's not going to matter when the the consoles are out and mm-hmm. that's true for the most part but given the jobs we have and what we do i don't think it's true i think that in 5 years we are going to talk about how this thing launched in the same way that we talk about how they launched the the consoles last generation right like Uh these are moments of time that we're always going to remember and these are moments that have influence in our market share of our brains for Mm -hmm. sony and microsoft and nintendo whatever the hell they're doing um and i I feel like it not that this it matters at the end of the day of like who's gonna win the war like anything can happen after this and this stuff will just be kind of the history of it but it will be that it will be history this stuff will not just be written out and every step does matter yes i agree every every step kind of does matter which has been my my thing because whenever going back to the playstation 5 specs conversation whenever sony decides to do the big blowout and show games and show show features and and, and all this stuff like yesterday's not going to really matter that much in terms of public reaction to it like people are people are that that all kind of goes away when they get when they put the big blowout out out there but in the time being like we are where we are right like the 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 information race between xbox and playstation is where it's at and it is taking up mind share like mm-hmm. we're at this at this moment in time we are thinking about these things cer- certain ways and that is going to influence like i i, I guess years to come for this console um yeah. the it's such an interesting time now compared to last time because last time 
everything was so condensed to yeah traditional and condensed to like two two different events right there was the playstation there was the playstation reveal event there was the xbox reveal event and then there was e3 where they then put the stamp on those final information that was it there wasn't articles like this there wasn't the big like technical gdc talk that where they went where they deep dived and everything it was a lot more simple and so i'm curious to see like a few years from now how we look back at this time and be like like, do we remember every single little thing the way we did last time because last time was so simple? Or is it a thing where it's like, yeah, no, like 2020 was a fog. Coronavirus messed things up. Wow, how <laughs> messy that was. But at least I, we got the consoles now. I guarantee I can't speak for the entire world, but I can speak for me, you, and Greg and the the kind of funny crew. We will remember this and we will talk about this in years to come uh, mm-hmm. when we're talking about Sony. And it's either going to be, oh, man, like they really turned it around or it's going to be like, oh, man, those were the signs that this is where Sony's at right now. Mm-hmm. I have a question here that I was going to save for later on in the show where we, where we got to questions, but I think it feeds into this conversation pretty pretty well. So I'm going to bring it up. Quick Jab writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, do you feel PlayStation 5 so far is just kind of ju- is, is just dull and, bo- and boring? Xbox currently seems to enjoy talking to their fans and consumers while playstation kind of feels like they're not having fun what do you think playstation needs to correct their love what do you think playstation needs to correct their level of communication and start actually talking directly to fans because right now they're really dragging their feel their feet into this new console generation look here's the thing from my perspective as far as i'm concerned both sony and microsoft have already sold me their consoles like i am interested in owning both of these and investing in both of these ecosystems because already they've proven to me that I'm going to get what I want out of them. So with that said, I, I feel like right now Sony's just Sony hasn't said anything. They're kind of waiting. We haven't seen their big reveal yet. The problem is they have said things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you can't have it both ways where it's like it, it, you either need to just commit to, Hey, we're not talking about the PlayStation five until we're talking about it or just be like, hey, there's going to be a, the road to the the road to PS5 is an actual thing where there's an actual plan that is a bit more transparent than it than they're being right now. Of when are we going to get this information? Because I feel like, you know, with Xbox, they've been they've been doing that. There's the drip feeds. It might be a random Tuesday that we get all the text text specs. Like that's crazy, but we know that E3 is coming. And even though mm-hmm. E3 is canceled, we still know that during the E3 time we're getting an Xbox blowout. Yeah, Just knowing that, I feel, gives Xbox the advantage there. And I feel like with PlayStation, I I almost feel like they need to either commit to that, and I think it's a little too late for that, honestly, or just wait and then one day announce it and go hard at that one event. Yeah, I feel you. Number three, more Call of Duty Black Ops streamers continue to surface. I'm pulling this from Tom Ivan at the Video Games Chronicle. And we talked about this before, uh, specifically when they revealed Warzone, uh, what their fall slash subsequent spring and, and, and upcoming years looks like for Call of Duty. Uh, we have some more details here. A noted, a noted Call of Duty leaker has claimed that 2020's premium franchise installment will be a Black Ops reboot. Backing up previous reports, the Gaming Revolution says this year's game is in development at Black Ops creator uh, Treyarch with support from Sledgehammer Games and Raven Software. Codenamed Project Zeus and likely to be named simply Call of Duty Black Ops, the game is said to be a reboot of the of the Black Ops franchise in a similar fashion to 2019's Modern Warfare Reimagining. Characters Alex Mason and Sergeant Frank Woods will return in the campaign, although they'll 
although they'll be portrayed by new new actors and the game will tell a new storyline with some similar threads to previous black ops titles the campaign is said to be focused on the real life events of the cold war and vietnam war and explore the latter a lot more than the original black ops game did built with the engine that infinity war poland made made which was used for modern warfare the game is said to include large multiplayer modes including 32 versus 32 ground war Operators are said to be returning, so specialist characters don't look to be. Multiplayer DLC will reportedly be free, as as it is with Modern Warfare, but a zombie season pass will is being considered. It's unclear if the title will feature a Battle Royale mode, although the Gaming Revolution claims Sledgehammer is currently developing free-to-play Call of Duty games scheduled for release in 2021, which will appear... which which will apparently be open world and, and include a lot of Battle Royale elements. To date, publisher Activision has only confirmed that this year's premium Call of Duty offering will arrive in the fourth calendar quarter of the year. It's said in February that the title is already, quote, generating excitement in playtests. Tim. Yes. It's a lot of info that we got to take with a grain of salt because this is all rumors. This is all speculation. But Rumors coming from the same person uh, that also was talking about the Tony Hawk uh remakes the uh the the new crash game the new spiral game so there's a lot yeah. of a lot of stuff coming from this dude yeah do, uh, do you do you all of it sounds believable i think the tony hawk thing to me is the the least believable but even that i'm like i could see it happening like we mm-hmm. did know that uh, activision came forward and said that they're planning on doing a lot of a lot more remakes um uh of some of their treasure chest of of ip so yeah. that's not surprising that we're going to see them kind of do all of that. Going back to Black Ops is the obvious thing, right? Like, and especially yeah. doing a reboot of it, like that just makes sense given the, the lineage of Call of Duty. And like the the rumors have have pointed to this. The I think Chase and Schreier even had reports talking about Call, and we talked about some KPD before, but Call of Duty development is going through like a kind of a weird time. Uh, this year should have been sledgehammers game i want to say because last year was modern warfare and the year before that was black ops 4 and so black ops 5 or the black ops reboot theoretically should be coming in 2021 but because of development issues or whatever kind of shuffle around is going on seems like we're getting black ops this fall i i believe it i don't know how much of this particular write-up and information we're getting from this guy i believe because it seems to be a lot of detail in here yeah Um, stuff stuff that all makes sense like it all like it all, it all kind of makes too much sense, um, but you know, I'm I'm not gonna take that and be like, oh, because of that, the, the, it's not real. Um, I think the I think the thing that is the most interesting thing out of this whole write up is the sentence that claims Sledgehammer is currently developing free to play Call of Duty games scheduled for release in 2021, which mm-hmm. will apparently be open world and include a, a lot of battle royale elements. I think that's the weird thing. Like that's the one that has me like, huh, like. I don't under, understand what the the strategy would be for that. Like, I know Call of Duty releases every year, and when Warzone released, we kind of talked about how Warzone could last, right? They mm-hmm. could just add Black Ops elements into Warzone. Uh, granted, now that I've, I've I've played quite a bit of Warzone now, and now that I have kind of more context for it, it seems like it is so connected to modern warfare. Like, even in the in the in the Warzone branding, they have like MW at the top of it, and so you kind of associate with with mm-hmm. Modern Warfare. So I can see why they might maybe do like another uh, Call of Duty uh, battle royale or I guess open world game to associate either with Black Ops or associate just with the Call of Duty brand as a whole. Um, 
but he's I, imagine, like, it, I imagine that's gonna be what it is where it's just they make yeah. the black ops version of warzone it's still warzone though i imagine it'll still be the same app that you open up but well for for so for warzone right now you can you can download it as a, as its own standalone game i believe but but the way i access it because i own modern warfare is through modern warfare and mm. so, like, I open up Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and it is another menu item right next to multiplayer and single player. And so it's actually integrated in the Modern Warfare game, which would make me think that, I mean, I don't know if the, this next game would be part of, of, of Black Ops. Black Ops does have their own their own battle royale called Blackout, and so it could be a continuation of that. But just the fact that it seems, from, from these rumors, right, taking it all with a grain of salt, but from what he's saying here... Call of Duty uh, would be coming out with another either open world or battle royale game next spring. That seems soon, but also like, I I don't know, man. I Call of Duty is Call of Duty, so they're good at annualizing, <laughs> annualizing things. So Absolutely. So I, I think the thing is maybe spring won't be hit, but I think summer might make a bit more sense uh, with where things are at currently, where it's like, cool, mm-hmm. put Modern Warfare out, and then I mean, actually, I guess Warzone's came out in spring yeah this year that, that, felt that, like it was 10 years long <laughs> i personally i think it would be kind of and i i certainly they're probably seeing good financials financials from this but it seems like a lot of call of duty in a very short time because mm-hmm. once again if you look at the timeline 2018 we got black ops and blackout which came out together in a package following year modern warfare right that was last fall spring Warzone. this fall theoretically black ops uh or black ops reboot then in the spring again we're getting another call of duty like i buy it man that's how the money's made it is but it seems it's one of those things where i'm like man i don't know they haven't burnt out the call of duty ip yet like call of duty has seen seen like ebbs and flows but it's not burnt out like it's not tony hawk at all yeah um but it's just it's it's just a lot but we'll see Mm -hmm. (laughs) number four tim GameStop's selling Doom Eternal early. This comes directly from their Twitter. They tweet, To ensure we adhere to CDC-recommended social distancing guidelines, we will be selling Doom Eternal a day early on Thursday, March 19th, which is today, as a safety precaution for our customers and associates. Animal Crossing will release on Friday, March 20th, to further help separate the crowds. So if you're a Doom Eternal Bullshit fan, agenda, man. GameStop yeah. out there. They're just trying to t- take Doom Guy and Isabella and not let them have their love. All right? This is oh, not to, okay. No, I'm, just, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> good for them. They should be doing this. And also, yeah, hey, no, you awesome. get Doom early. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I kind of feel bad, though, for, like, Animal Crossing fans because I feel like Animal Crossing fans have been, like, uh, clamoring for it way more than the... I feel like the Doom fans would have been fine being the ones to wait a day late, but I've seen all, all on Twitter like, no, I'll switch them around, switch them around. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee um, you that's but, a Nintendo thing. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but good on GameStop. This this is the right move. We got to get creative now, man. Like, these are the type of solutions that I want to see more of, and we're going to see more of. Yeah. And then last news story, Tim, number mm-hmm. five. The developers of The Messenger have revealed their next game we have a link to the trailer uh which i sent to kevin and watch but before we watch it um i'm gonna read their tweet this comes from sabotage studio the developer uh they tweet out announcing sea of stars a turn-based rpg inspired by the classics and a prequel story set in the messengers universe uh and then they tweet their their kickstarter link that you can go to their twitter and check out if you're interested in that 
Um, but first of all, Tim, have you seen the trailer yet? I have not seen the trailer. Um, everything about this sounds exciting to me, though. Old school, mm -hmm. like Super Nintendo style RPG. Let's fucking go. Made by the Messengers guys. Yes, in that world, absolutely sign me up. Like I loved the writing in that game, and I feel like applying that to an RPG sounds like a good time. Kevin, are you able to play the trailer? Uh, yeah, I think I have it set up. Uh, you guys ready to rock and roll with it? Uh huh. Yes, we are. Okay, so there it is. Let me make you guys smaller. I didn't. I couldn't play with this. Do your thing. Also, bless. After this, I did add one more story that I don't think they talked about yesterday. I okay. Put a, I put a link there for you. Perfect. Alrighty, boys. Ready? Let's hope this yes. all works smoothly, huh? <laughs> So yeah, from the creators of The Messenger, a prequel story about two children of Solstice. Wow. Dude, yeah. Dude, the detail in everything. It looks like a Chrono Trigger-ish top-down RPG turn-based battle oh, system. And again, the music, man. These guys... The music is incredible. They know what's up. Whoa! Sea of Stars. And I believe they said 2022 somewhere, but now I, now I think about it, I don't remember where, and so take that with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, Dude, that game looks that, awesome, right? That looks incredible. I will say I wish I got a little bit more hints of the the comedy that we've seen uh, in in the messenger, the messenger. but yeah. that can come later. And this is this is me because I I didn't get too much into the messenger, but that was like the one piece of info that had me kind of like oh is the fact that it is in the messenger universe because when I first watched this trailer I didn't realize and so I was like oh snap like like a cool like standalone Chrono Trigger looking RPG game like sign me up this looks awesome. Um, but it being in that universe, still cool, especially for fans of that game. Um, but at the same time, I was like, man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that universe. Or I'm not. I'm not. I don't have that connection to that universe. Oh, um, you're gonna love it, bless. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, it's just it's super self aware and it, it's legitimately funny. Yeah. And cool. <laughs> a, a surprise number six yes. coming from Tim Gettys. I have. We uh, have news.xbox.com open, uh, an article titled Introducing Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Perks Plus New Titles for Console and PC by Ben Decker, the head of gaming and service services marketing at Xbox. I'm going to read through this article, see what it's about. Like I Today, said, I'm not sure if uh, they already talked about this yesterday. Oh, yeah. So if they already talked about this yesterday, forgive us, but we're going to talk about it again. Uh, today, no, this looks like it was published. Okay, no, those published yesterday morning. We'll see. Today, we're announcing Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Perks, a new exclusive member member benefits starting March 18th that provides even more value for our Ultimate customers. When we launched Xbox Game Pass in June 2017, we did so with the goal of creating a membership that provides the best value in gaming. Our members have told us they love discovering new games, but they also want new in-game content. Through perks, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members will now regularly receive new benefits, including DLC, in-game content, and more, all free and included with the membership. To kick things off, this month, members can redeem these perks for free. And so they show off per perks with um, Fantasy Star Online 2, World of Tanks, Mercenaries, Sea of Thieves, Smite. Um, and then they go on to say, we'll announce new perks in the future alongside updates 
to the Xbox Game Pass catalog. So stay tuned. There's no need to register or sign up for the pre- for the perks on- for the perks program as long as you're an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate member. You can find your perks on your console within Xbox Game Pass tab in the new Xbox Beta app on Windows 10 PC or within the Xbox Game Pass mobile app. If you're not a, a member of Game Pass Ultimate, you can join today and get your first month for just $1. As always, when you try something new, we want your feedback. Please let us know. And now I'm, and now I'm excited to share the upcoming games for Xbox Game yeah. Pass. So, dude, I mean, again, not earth-shattering news, but I do think that this is just further evidence in Microsoft making the right moves with their services, with their ecosystem. Like, this is the type of thing that, sure – the world of tanks and fantasy star online two stuff probably doesn't affect the majority of people listening right now but mm-hmm. i do think this is setting the the stage for bigger titles with dlc packs with you know season passes yeah. or whatever it is and more value being added to to game pass is obviously a good thing but again more evidence of microsoft kind of shifting the landscape of how we play games yeah, and for example, right, that for the Sea of Thieves one, they write, the essential pirate experience from sailing and fighting to exploring and looting. Everything you need to live a pirate life and become a legend in your own right. With perks, you get a free Ori-inspired ancestral, yeah, Ori-inspired ancestral sails, figurehead, hull, and flag to adorn your ship. So you're just getting, you're getting like cosmetics DLC with Xbox Game Pass, which is like the, the coolest thing. It's real cool, um, man. Good on them. That's awesome. Yeah, good on them. Uh, I'm I'd like I I want to see how this evolves. Like you said, like this could set this could set the stage for for tri- big like big third party AAA games to try a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. But Tim, big AAA third party games taking advantage of Game Pass Ultimate's new perk system might be too might be far away. Might happen sooner than we think. I don't know. But if I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Drop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Out today, we got TT Isle of Man right on the edge too for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And before I continue, Tim, what what do you think that game is? TT Isle of Man. I don't know. Right, right on the edge too. I have what no if I told right you? Right on the edge. Because this is a game that we, that we that we talked about on PS Love You for the drop. So I know exactly what it is. But you would not guess based on the name. You know what's funny about this? I'm, I'm now seeing Kev bring it up over there. And it, yes, it's a, a motorcycle game. Yeah. Um, what's funny about this is I am 90% sure that when TT Isle of Man 1 came out, we had the exact same conversation for out today. Really? And we looked it up and were shocked that it was a motorcycle game. <laughs> That's awesome. I almost picked this game. To, I, I would have been playing this game if things went differently on PS Love Because this game, I one, I missed the MX versus ATV games. Hell yeah. Back on the PS2. And so I've been waiting for my, my chance to get back into one of those. But uh, t- today's not the day. You know uh, what I've been playing a little bit, Bless, in that? this quarantine zone? Forza Horizon. Yeah, how are you liking it? Oh my god, what a fucking Dude, fun game that is! That's what I'm saying. Which one are you playing? Three or four? Uh, the latest one on Game Pass, which I guess is four. So that would be yeah. four. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's amazing. The style of that game is so. The intro of it is so hype. Like I'm all mm-hmm. about it, man. Have you gotten to the part where where you can check out like customized decals for your car yet? No. 
dude, that's when it that's when things get awesome because people make their own creations, like make their own illustrations for their car designs and stuff. And you can just like scroll through people's stuff. And like I had a car that was like Mario designed. I had one that was Persona. I had one that was Spider-Man. And it's super easy to do. And people are so talented. It looks like official stuff. Like the car, your car will look like it's like official That's Mario awesome, or man. official Nintendo. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, it's it's filling the Need for Speed Underground hole that yeah. I didn't realize I wanted filled. But my God, is it beautiful? It is like it's, such a. It just feels good too, man. Yeah. What a great game. Uh, to continue out today, it'll do two plus is out for Switch. Seabed is out for Switch. Silent World is out for Switch and PC. Daysatopia is out for Switch. The Secret Order Shadow Breach is out for Switch. Nerduk, Ner- Nerduk or Nerduk Bundle Volume 1 is out for Switch. All right. Facto- Factotum 90 is out for Switch. Ghost Sweeper is out for Switch. Beyond Enemy Lines Essentials is out for Switch. A Plunge into Darkness is out for PC. Chronicles of Dania is out for PC. Legends of Keepers Career, a Dungeon Master is out for PC and Mac. Panzer Corps or Panzer Core 2 is out for for PC. Tiny Bunny is out for PC. And then Overrun is out for PC. You know what else is out today? What's that? The Resident Evil 3 demo. Oh, yeah, it is. It actually uh, came out yesterday in other territories, but on Xbox, you could uh, you could download it um, without making another account. On PlayStation, you could download it making the right region account. But whatever, I got to play it. Oh, my God, what a fucking game. It is yeah. so awesome. Uh, later today, not sure of the timing yet. Stay tuned to twitter.com slash kindoffunnybids for more info. But uh, Andy and I are going to stream him playing it um, at some point today. So that's going to be fun. Stay tuned for that. Twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. <clears throat> new days for you. Uh, Sam Fisher returns in a new Ghost Recon Breakpoint adventure titled Deep State coming, to Mar- coming March 24th to Xbox One, PS4, PC, and Stadia. They did my boy Prince like this, and now they're doing Sam Fisher. It's like, all right, guys. Yeah. All right. Sam Fisher cool apparently stuff. just loves Ghost Recon because mm-hmm. Sam Fisher was also in Wildlands. Uh, they just love put him in, putting him in those games. Yeah. And Breakpoint probably needs it, to be fair. And so <laughs> stay tuned for that. Treachery in Beatdown City, PC and Nintendo Switch. That's coming out March 31st, which I'm actually really excited about. I've been, have, I've been keeping my own eye on this game. Hmm. Um, it's like a, it's like a beat-em-up, but like... It, it's it's like a hip hop style beat 'em up, is what I'll say. Tim, you might want to look into this also. Wait, which one is this? Treachery and Beatdown City. Actually, can, oh, got can it. we can, can we look up the trailer for this? Because I think this actually might be a fun one to check out. Treachery and Beatbox, Beatdown City. Yeah, I'm working Beatdown on City. Yeah. Uh, today, Paradox has announced the release date of their latest City Skylines expansion, Sunset Har- Sunset Harbor. Ooh. The new expansion will hit PC, PS4, and Xbox One in or on March 26th. And then lastly, the ever-lengthening Snakey Bus will be winding its way to console digital stores on th- on March 31st and April 1st for PS4. That's that's uh, North America and EU, respectively. Um, mm. April 2nd for Nintendo, for Nintendo Switch and April 3rd for Xbox One. So this is Treachery and Beatdown City. So it's like yeah. a pixelated. Yeah. They call me when ninja people attack the street. My president's <laughs> black and y'all gonna give him back to me. I spend half the week <laughs> What is right? going on? <laughs> it basically, it basically looks like a double dragon. Yeah. 
feel like Man. Oh, that's actually it's less of a beat em up. Looks like it's more of an RPG, actually. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But it's like style, like something like. Uh, you know what this reminds me of? Did you ever play Kanye Quest? I I did play Kanye Quest. Yeah, that was like the the RPG maker game, right? Yeah, Colin and I yeah. did a let's play of it a long ass time ago, and goddamn, what what a what a fun hour that was until I decided I never want to touch it again. Yeah, no, it was, it was one of those things where once you get past the first level, you're like, all right, I'm I'm done. Yeah, uh, Kevin, you can take this down now. Thank thank, thank you for that. <laughs> Now it's time for Reader Mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Hims. 66% of, 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. Once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. Tim, Nick yes. and Andy use Hims in the they office. They do, man. They've been using it for a very long time. Uh, they're very happy with it. Uh, Nick was just telling, or Andy was just telling a story about how he helped Nick take the pictures of the back of his head to send into the doctors. And it was just a cute <laughs> little bonding experience between them, you know? Uh, they take yeah. this seriously because uh, they are trying to keep the hair that they have because it's easier to keep the hair that you have instead of trying to get it back because you can't once it's gone. It, it doesn't come back like that. So, yeah. um, Hims is awesome. Hims is awesome. And I can, I can confirm that Nick and Andy, no offense to him, but I think they got the best hair in the office. I get um, it. If I had to be, I, if I I had to be real, I understand. If I had to be real, the best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. Forhims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. It's time to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best versions of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. Prescription solutions backed by science. Hims was created by a guy who knows some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor's visits or long pharmacy lines. For Hims connects you to a real doctor online, which could save you hours. Completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few questions. Answer a few quick questions. A doctor will review, and if they determine it's right for you, can prescribe you a medication to treat hair loss that's shipped directly to your door. Right now, my listeners can get started with their first month for free. Go to forhims.com slash games daily. That's forhims.com slash games daily. Prescription require prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Offer is valid only if prescribed. Three month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions reply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's forhims.com slash games daily. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Support for Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Fellas, bushes are out, clean is in. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball ball hair trimmer ever. Get through it, man. It's okay. You can do it. (laughs) And just released the the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. I've been using the the Manscaped 3.0 for quite a few weeks now, and I can confirm it's easy to use. The built-in light means better visibility, and I've not had a better razor for that part of the body. Their their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Billions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to manscaped advanced <laughs> skin technology sense. it never what a gets sense. old thousand balls nick free thank god 
Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. Once, or 90 minutes, oh no, I lost my place. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show show your motor off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. It's always a nice surprise for you and your partner when you can actually see the tree stand taller when you trim the hedges back. Trim that junk of yours and get lucky this St. Patty's Day. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GAMES20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code GAMES20. Cheers to manscaping your lucky charms. Demon King Oda writes in, you love to see it. Um, And it's easier to see it when the trims are, when the hedges are trimmed back. Demon King Oda writes in and says, what's up, KFGD hosts? Long-time listener, first time writing in. With the Final Fantasy VII Remake release looming, I, as an Xbox owner with no PS4, am feeling a little bit, or am feeling a little bummed out because, uh, or feeling a little bummed out since I won't be able to play. I have to wonder, what does a AAA game developer like Square Enix gain from timed exclusivity? I get how it benefits Sony. I've asked I've asked around quite a bit and not gotten a clear answer. I'm sure they get some upfront capital for development, but that doesn't seem like something a big company needs. And is that financial gain enough to offset the sales they have to delay on the on the other platforms? Curious to hear your insight. I think most of us aren't usually happy about timed exclusivity, and I'd like to understand better. Please stay safe and have a great day. Tim, what are your thoughts? Um you you got it all right with the exception of they don't need the money. They do need the money and they're getting the money. That's how this works. Like it's definitely Sony paying a certain amount of money that I'm sure is a very large amount to be able to get this timed exclusivity going to, to get the market share of, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake being associated with PlayStation. Yeah. I think when we're talking about timed exclusivity specifically to like that game, the game is eventually going to come. Oh, as we don't necessarily know this, but theorizing here right the game is eventually going to come to xbox the game is going to come to other platforms they're going to see that money eventually right like they're going to make they're going to make their returns in the long term on top of this uh whatever lump sum or whatever deal they've made with sony to then get that money Mm -hmm. on top of that um and so it's it really is like a all parties win kind of situation uh in that case and for if, if anything like it's sony that's making the big sacrifice by paying like big money for that timed exclusivity like they're they're doing that so they can convince people to 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 buy into their ecosystem and buy their console yeah um but overall like all parties kind of win in the situation the the only party that loses are the gamers that don't have a a playstation and yeah these time exclusives like uh demon king oda here is talking about like yeah that does that does kind of suck but that's just how i don't ever see that going away you know, I, I feel like uh, if it was up to PlayStation, they would have pure exclusivity of Final Fantasy VII Remake. But Square likes money, so they wouldn't do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. What In what case do you think that then happens where – and I, I'm trying to think of a case where a big publisher develops their game exclusively for a platform. Because, like, Bloodborne is coming to mind, but that is more so a, from software being published by Sony on their platform. That And that's Sony that's funding funding the development of Bloodborne in that case, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, 
there's a ton of ex- examples. I mean, I I can't think of any like I guess off the top of my head five. recently. But well, Street yeah, five is probably one. Yeah, that's a, that's Which, a great example. But even looking at Capcom. Metal Gear Solid, right back on the PS2, at least. I mean, I guess it was mm. time because they put out the substance and subsistence and yeah. all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, Metal, Metal Gear Solid one on P on PS1 published by mm-hmm. Konami and yeah. exclusive to PlayStation One. Um, which I imagine is is a very similar thing, right? Let's talk. Let's talk about Capcom because that's like a, a latest example. But them publishing Street Fighter Five exclusively on PlayStation, I also imagine is a deal, right? Mm-hmm. PlayStation going, oh, yeah. going to them and being like, "Hey, we'll give you this amount of money to have your game exclusively on the platform." And they are losing out on Xbox sales, but that mm-hmm. game also came out on PC, so they're seeing the sales from that. And it, it it very much is like a balance situation where it is like, how much money can we get paid? to lose out on this audience and yeah. if PlayStation pays that money then there's no reason for them not to absolutely you know uh top of my phone fantasy 7 for a second i we're now in this weird void where it's like okay so we got uh, the animal crossing and, and doom i mean like we were lucky enough that we got copies early of doom so we've played those games we now need to wait for Final Fantasy VII and resident evil 3 and the working from home stuff is going to make it seem like a year until yeah. we get our hands on those games. I am not looking forward to that. I wish we had them right now, man. Tim, Michael writes in mm-hmm. with a large write-in. That was debating whether or not to include on the show. Uh, but one, we didn't get that many write-ins today because today is like a news day. hasn't been that crazy. But then also, like, I, it's not it's not necessarily a question, but it's like a lot of context just okay. for the, the times we're in. And so I'm going to read this write-up for Michael. Um, and here we go. We're going to dive deep into it. Michael writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, what's up, Blessing Tim? I want to apologize in advance for the long write in, but I felt compelled to share my experience. This June will make six years that I have worked for GameStop from part time to management. I have seen just about everything at this point, and I owe a lot to the job for the friendships I've formed and professional opportunities I've been given. That being said, GameStop's lack of action during COVID during the COVID-19 outbreak is shameful. Adding to what Greg and Gary talked about yesterday with the lack of proper cleaning supplies or clear preventative measures, they have made it perfectly clear that they don't care about us employees. The higher-ups have said on conference calls they don't intend to close unless forced forced to by the government intervention that we should take quote, take advantage of the situation to drive profits and that if someone on staff were to be infected that they would send everybody home and close and only close the store long enough to clean it up and bring new employees in. A large number of stores will be closed starting today, the 19th, due to all due to all Simon malls. Oh, yeah, due to all Simon malls closing until further notice. Simon being like a branch of malls. Uh, those employees are out of, out of work with zero malls pay. Malls have branches? It like so my my last job I worked in real estate. Yeah, like uh, it, Yeah, what? like there's certain Westfield Mall they have a bunch of Westfield. They're all over the place. Yeah, really? like there's cer- yeah. There, yeah, there are certain like malls that are part of like I don't know well, if I would call them chains, but yeah, malls are associated with associated with each other. I want to say I, Sim- I did not know that. I want to say Simon might be Canadian, but I'm not positive. Don't take my word for that. But yeah, Simon is like a like a branch of, of malls, which is like a thing you don't cool. you wouldn't really think about. Um but to continue, a large number of stores will be closed starting uh starting today the 19th due to Simon closing all malls until further notice. Those employees are out of work with zero paid leave unless they have time saved up. If an employee's if an employee whose store is still open gets sick, they must use personal time in order to get paid, which nobody but store leaders and assistant store leaders get 
a sick or personal time to begin with. The majority of these people are now out of work with zero income or financial support from the company, and the rest of us are expected to, to keep meeting their sales targets regardless of circumstance. This last year has been rough on the on the employees already, but this has truly made me ashamed of the company's lack of empathy. They are putting the dollar before their employees, and I don't see how uh, I don't see how they come out on the other side of this pandemic without closing altogether by the end of it. Thank you for reading this. Please send some positive vibes to the employees now uh, now out of work without any help. Stay safe, everyone. Michael. So that's a write-in from Michael, and like it's a write-in. I can't necessarily verify like everything that Michael's saying here. But I wanted to get it out there, you know, just as, as something to think about and something to ponder on um, during the times that we're in right now. Yeah, we had a, a, I would say, really good conversation about this on the Kind of Funny podcast we did this week, um, where we were just talking about, obviously, how this whole situation is affecting us and how it's affecting the people around us and affecting the people around them. And it, it's just insane to think that literally everyone's being affected in such a strong way that's like... It's different based on their life and their situations, but there's just not right answers at this point. You know, like there's there's yeah. definitely like things that people need to do, and like this sucks. This is horrible, right? Like I saw earlier this morning that uh there was a uh, in Minnesota they're they're treating uh, grocery store workers as emergency workers, which means they get childcare, they get like yeah uh, a lot of support, and it's like I do think That's we're awesome. gonna start to see more of those things in place, but this just it sounds stupid to say this, but this happened so fast um, that I think no one was prepared to to properly deal all with this, all with all mm-hmm. of it. And it, it happened slow. It happened over time, but like not enough people. It took ramped it up very fast. Yeah, it like, went from us working in a studio to us working from home literally overnight. So yeah, and and it went us making like the, the conscious decision to be like, hey, we're gonna work from home because we can. To then it being like the very the very next Monday of like, oh, we wouldn't have been able to come in anyway at this yeah. point. Crazy shit, right? So when you look at someone like GameStop, like, yeah, this sucks. Like everything that Michael's saying here is it's really shitty. There's another side of it where does GameStop, and even he was saying, like, does GameStop make it out the other side of this? Like, I don't know. You Games, know it's yeah, like, GameStop is already at a place where we've had reports very recently, actually. Like, I want to say this month, um, from uh various websites talking about the the conditions there and how higher ups are pressuring workers to, to like sell like sell things in ways that 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 isn't necessarily good for the people people working there like mm-hmm. people are not having a great time working at gamestop um and this seems to be a, a furtherment of that and i think all all of the all, all of this is a um a symptom of gamestop's i think slow but inevitable like closure and death which is like the sad thing um it sucks I've- that this is happening yeah, I mean, we've been talking a lot on screencast as well about how, you know, obviously this is really going to hit small theaters super hard. And will they make it out the other side? Probably not. But it's insane to look at it on the other side of that where it's like, will AMC make it out? Like AMC is also in trouble. Like the, the big guys are in huge amounts of troubles just on a different scale, right? And GameStop, I think, is an example of that where um, this is the, 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 this might be the death stroke. Yeah. Um, and also, I want to issue my own correction. Simon Malls is not a Canadian Canadian chain. It's headquartered in Indianapolis. I had to look that up because I was like, that sounds wrong. I'm thinking of a different mall chain. Um, but I, I I will say a silver lining, which might not apply to GameStop or like a lot of big companies because capitalism is capitalism. But like uh, a silver lining is that I think this event is prepping us for 
the next time something like this like this happens right and at this point like we know that we know we know things can get this bad in this sort of pandemic and whenever it happens the next time because it, it'll happen again right it might not be for another 20 years it might be 10 years it might be a year <laughs> who knows yeah. um but th- because this is happening we will be better prepared in the future right we're not going to be able, we're not i greg and gary were talking about it yesterday and talking about how like people like how people were mis or um underestimating uh what like coronavirus was and and not preparing in the right ways and i think it is because we were we we've been at least for me right when i first started hearing about coronavirus in my head i compared it immediately to ebola or um uh, h1n1 or mm-hmm. bird flu or things that we've seen before because we've had this kind of thing happen before not to this extent um and so now that we've had it come to this extent we should be better prepared for the future um like we're able to work from home now because we figured mm-hmm. out the, the the infrastructure that's just a small way in which we've kind of figured figured this out yeah. i am i i'm convinced that is translating to every other business and every and, and every other section of, of living yeah hopefully yeah now it's time to squat up. Uh, Danielle Biologist writes in with a very unique squat up, and I love it. He writes in with an online tutoring assistant squat up and says, Hi, KFBFs. I know a large amount of you are home, homeschooling your kids. Many of, many of you may not have touched some of these subjects before in a long time. Well, my GF, my girlfriend and I are very good with math, science, English, and social studies, and we're available to help, help you guys teach your kids what to do uh, to get through some of their homeschool packets or even arrange tutor sessions. No fee is necessary. If you ever need help, feel free to DM me uh, to reach either me or my GF at the nanobiologist. That's at D-A-N-A-N-O biologist. And so if you have my a kid, man, dude, that is yeah. such an awesome thing. Thank you. Thank you for for offering that. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's that's super awesome. If you're kind of funny best friend and you're having trouble with homeschooling your kid or there that geometry is it's is, is so complicated mm-hmm. a squared plus b squared equals c squared i forget if that's the pythagorean theorem but mm-hmm. that's that's really all i remember and so if all if, you need if, to know if it, if it goes deeper than that if it's trigonometry or whatever i don't know if they know about no trigonometry but hit him up if you need help homeschooling <laughs> your kids <laughs> now it's time for kind of funny.com slash you're wrong to see what we got wrong as we got it wrong and let's see here uh, let's see. There's a lot of editorializing. Oh, here we go. The nail biologist wrote in and said, the, Matt Piscatello said the following, quote, the messaging potential next-gen console buyers are receiving today cannot be more different. Dev-focused, deep-dive, extreme detail content most, most potential buyers won't understand versus a simple, clear release date announcement night and day. Um, and that was in regards to uh, me talking about the difference between um, the Xbox date quote-unquote get leaked or leaked or whatever get announced versus the playstation thing and then gondor's condor says blessing is correct warzone is available as a separate download um i think it was tim that actually said that first but there you go nail biologist says yes sea of stars is coming 2022 uh let's see here oh kebab says the tt isle of man bike race was canceled this oh well I guess this is the real one. This isn't the game. But <laughs> the TV Isle of Man bike race is canceled this year due to COVID-19. It's a real race where people sometimes die because, the, because shit. Because shit, they're racing through streets. Dude, 
um we didn't talk about this on the show mm-hmm. but there there was an interview with uh, the guys making the fast and furious crossroads game and they're like hey with fast nine being delayed is this game going to be delayed and they're like yeah probably i'm like man what these are, these are trying times dude that that's that's it's hard it's hard out here for a pimp uh, Charles Jac- Jacobson uh, noted uh, SIE Japan Studios assisted with the development of Bloodborne. So they're also offering internal resources behind money to FromSoft, which is uh, some good clarification to what I was saying. And then, yeah, Nailbodge has also said Simon is a U.S. company, but does have malls in Canada, which may have also been where I mixed it up. Um, and I think that's it for your wrong, because everything else I'm seeing is just more context, which I appreciate. But I am not necessarily trying to get into all of that tomorrow's hosts are greg and i so stay tuned for that of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily let's shake hands oh yeah well how how are we doing this Oh. This way. <laughs> no, no blessing you missed. What? Oh, blessing, what? it's the other way. There it is. There, yeah. I have a wall that's blocking we'll me. We'll turn the camera a little bit so it hides it. There we go. There you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> hey, you nailed it. Yeah. All right. <laughs>